Namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Friends, I thought of uh, speaking about resolutions today because it's the new year and it's a time when uh, uh, sometimes people think of evaluating themselves and making um, um, resolutions of things that they would like to do better. in the Pali, the word uh, for a resolution is called an aditana. Um, uh, tana means to stand. Um, right. and the um, satipatthana is an upatthana, which is a foundation. So aditana, adi is uh, sticking. So if you're going to make a foundation and stick to it, um, uh, put your stake in the ground, um, make a strong uh, a decision, that would be called an aditana. Uh, for example, uh, sometimes in going to a meditation retreat, uh, they might uh, encourage you to make a determination to attend every sitting, uh, to be there on time, and to uh, get into a posture and sit perfectly still without moving, no matter how painful it is, for the entire um, period of the meditation. And um, uh, that's, that's an aditana. So you will have um, established or fixed a decision in the mind, and then later on, even though you really want to move or want to wiggle or want to um, stand uh, because of having made that aditana you might um, bear up to the pain and continue sitting throughout the whole hour by the way I'm not saying this to mean that that I recommend um, that people uh, sit through the whole session no matter what Uh, even uh, today um, we're lucky to have a beautiful example of Ayasidhajana, who is working with a medical condition and with doctor's advice, is going very, very gently on the body in order to allow it to heal and to not let a temporary situation become a chronic health problem. And so knowing yourself and knowing what you do, I'm not saying that one should always do that, but I'm just giving that as an example of an aditana. Um, another uh, something about resolutions is I think uh, it's pretty well known that uh, a lot of people uh, will make a New Year's resolution and then they won't keep it for very long. By the end of January, it's forgotten. And another thing that's very well known is that, especially among 
Western meditators, uh, people have a tendency to beat themselves up quite a lot uh, because of thinking that they should be doing better than they are doing. Uh, so a person can make a resolution and then fail to keep the resolution and then uh, feel uh, shame and remorse about it and then that becomes a, 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 a fuel for actually a very unwholesome process. And the hindrance that arises from that, it's very much uh, related to the hindrance. Uh, there's five hindrances, uh, which is uh, uh, sensual desire, uh, hatred, uh, uh, sloth and torpor, uh, restlessness and worry. That restlessness and worry is related to remorse, okay? And then a skeptical doubt. And I want to point out both restlessness and remorse and skeptical doubt can be related to an unskillful or misapplied way of trying to undertake making resolutions without um, having uh, a smart strategy or without having a, the right amount of realism and self-kindness. Uh, uh, part of um, uh, restlessness can come from a lot of different causes. Uh, actually, any situation where you would like for reality to be different than what it is can give rise to restlessness. So, if you're uh, overtaken with desire, then you want to have something that you don't have, and that can cause restlessness. If you're overtaken with hatred, again, you want that so-and-so to not have all those qualities that are hateful to you. Um, and again, that, that causes restlessness because of discontent. Uh, and uh, then sometimes just the physical energies in the body uh, uh, can uh, uh, create restlessness. Sometimes in meditation you feel like your skin is crawling and, um, and just uh, too much tension. And it could be because you, you know, uh, something happened that triggered a lot of thinking or uh, took too much uh, caffeine or any kind of number of reasons. Uh, but then uh, this uh, self-blame or um, remorse is something that can cause a lot of restlessness or a kind of a compulsive thinking process where one is... Uh, reviewing what happened and trying to think, well, if only I had done something differently, it would have turned out differently, or something like that. Uh, um, uh, the restlessness coming from anger and hatred, uh, the um, for that is to develop contentment and to have enough uh, detachment from your self-centered uh, 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 sensitivity 
um, that you just see things in this very cool and objective way and you're just able to see just well it is what it is and accepting reality just how it is uh, but then um, uh, this other uh, kind of restlessness that's related to uh, a bad, a guilty conscience or a feeling uh, a remorseful in that case uh, I think you should uh, train yourself uh, the Buddha taught us that what's called hiri and otapa are good things. That's uh, what's translated as moral shame and moral dread. Uh, uh, hiri, uh, you could say that hiri is um, uh, like an inner reflection of a social shame. Like if anybody saw me doing that, I would feel, feel terribly embarrassed. And so I can sort of shame myself about it. Or I can, in a way, it's a reflection of uh, self-respect. You say, well, I'm not the, I'm really, I don't want to be the kind of person, who, I'm not the kind of person who does that. And so, so that arouses here. And uh, then otapa is the fear of the consequences. So if you think, well, if I... Um, we were talking about this yesterday someone said well if I work like a horse all my life I'm going to be reborn as a horse (laughs) 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 and so you're afraid of those consequences and so then you don't don't act in an animal way because you don't want to have that kind of a future Uh, uh, but Hiri Otapa is only good for a minute or less than a minute, it's good for just a moment, just the time when you're coming up to where you have an opportunity to undertake some action. And then, so there's like an impulse to do something, and then here we go, Tapa comes up and says, wait. And, and she just said that pause long enough to, to consider it, and then it stops you from, from going forward. And then after that, here we go, has done its job, it's not the purpose of Hiriyotapa to then be beating yourself up for the following days, months, and years, and decades about, about something you did. All of that, the Buddha said, that's, that's not worth, not, no point, no purpose in that. Um, if we do something unskillful, then we have to develop um, contentment and say, well, this unskillful deed of mine may have some consequences, and I will accept the possibility that the, uh, the consequences of my unskillful and unwise behavior could come to maturity and it, it could be painful for me, uh, but it's limited. Uh, and I make a determination not to repeat the same kind of thing again. Uh, and it, it might be there's some ways that you can help yourself to make that determination. So if you speak to a trusted uh, confidential friend or a mentor and you say, well, I did this and uh, my determination is not to repeat that, that (coughs) can help to change the uh, mental pattern and make it less likely to repeat. Um, But if you try to sweep it under the rug, then it's more likely to repeat. So, So... um, but 
restlessness and remorse don't don't use it to just beat yourself up uselessly. Uh, uh, then, uh, in the realm of the uh, hindrance of uh, skeptical doubt, that's uh, frequently uh, described in the main part of skeptical doubt is that one is doubting that this path is worthwhile or doubting that there really are uh, it, that it's really possible to be enlightened or uh, 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 thinking or oh, those monks are all you know corrupt and they shouldn't I don't trust them or the teachers, I don't trust them, they're all uh, you know, out for a buck or trying to manipulate you or something. So that's a kind of doubt that you can see that's really poison to being able to practice. If you can't have uh, some confidence that the path will work or find a teacher for whom, when you see the model or the example that that teacher is setting, then that increases your confidence and makes you think, well, yes, it is possible. If I practice like that, then I'm going to become more like that teacher. And that's the direction I want to go in. So so there is that kind of confidence. Um, and so then the opposite of that is skeptical doubt, that you're not able to trust anybody, not able to... Um, uh, see the good in the learning opportunities that come our way, but instead always seeing the, seeing the, the dangers or the negativities. Uh, another part of skeptical doubt is feeling, I'm not good enough for this practice. If you feel, I don't have any willpower. I'm. I've been trying this meditation for so long and still when I sit down the mind is restless so I'm no good, I'm not gonna I'm not able to meditate, I'm never gonna be able to, I'm you know, I'm not it's my karma. I just should just go and um, do a lot of good deeds because I'll never be able to realize insight or something like that. Um, and so uh, that kind of self-doubt also is very um, uh, toxic to practice. And I f- feel that um, when we make our resolutions uh, with a lot of enthusiasm but without enough um, uh, wisdom or enough uh, skill, when we're not smart about it, then it could be that we'd be setting ourselves up in a, in a way that um, can feed this self-doubt. Uh, since I started uh, pondering about this theme a while ago, I've been uh, watching the, um, uh, all of the uh, fluctuations of um, the... Uh, Sankara of volitional intention. Um, the a human being, you could say that a human being is um, 
can be analyzed in terms of um, the mind and the body or the mentality and materiality and you could say that the body is made up of uh, physical elements and um, the mental part of a human being uh, could be um, broken down into uh, feeling the pleasant, unpleasant, neutral feeling uh, that's what uh, is continuously arising that's like um, the very first the very first thing we experience when we have an experience. The Pali word Vedana, which is translated feeling, it also is sometimes is translated as experience. So if you're conscious and awake and you experience something, the very first part of it you experience is just this, uh, it's, it's almost, uh, it's conscious, but it's not even yet verbalized. Uh, it's just if something is pleasing or inspiring or uplifting, you just can feel um, a kind of a relaxation and an opening up and a welcoming or accepting or turning towards that experience. And then if the experience is uh, uh, negative, dangerous, uh, uh, frightening, uh, destabilizing in some way, then before you could even verbalize about it, you could feel this shrinking away, this turning away, this don't want to see it uh, closing down. So uh, then uh, uh, conditioned are coming up almost the same time as the feeling is the perception, which is coming uh, close to where we name something that we would uh, recognize uh, like I might recognize each person here according to their name. So, you know, I see you and I know who you are. Um, or it could be um, like uh, one is able to, with perception, one is able to divide our experiences into compartments. Like... Um, the tile is sort of pink or orangey pink colored and the grout is kind of gray. And so there's not that much difference in color but I can clearly see the difference between the color of the grout and the color of the tile. So I made a separation that I separated them out. Um, that's the other thing that perception does. And then and the other important thing that perception does is uh, you are taking your experience that you have in the here and now and uh, calling up or actually recreating from memory the memory of that concept that has a name. So like when I was looking at the tile, I was trying to remember what, how to describe that color. Right, so... Uh, uh, doing this uh, one thing that happens is that the memories that we have are filed in the mind and in the same file drawer with the memory is the emotion 
associated with that object. So then, if you see, um, you know, there's something, uh, you feel like danger, danger, but you're, you're not even sure what it is, okay? And then, an instant later, you would say, oh, it's a tiger. And then, you know, all that, everything that you've got, the, the, the whole fear factor is, comes up with the, with the concept of tiger. Then you have all this knowledge about why you should be scared. And so then, um, the perception has the function of creating a sort of a feedback loop with the Vedana to uh, intensify and uh, build it up, it builds up the, the intensity of the Vedana. Um, until finally uh, it matures to a point where we need to do something about it. And that's where the sankara or the uh, volitional formation comes in. Now, um, just for your clarification, when you speak to other Buddhist philosophers, this whole process that I talked about of making the distinction um, between the the ground and the tile, or the distinction between a tiger and a, another kind of animal, or um, the, the perception process, and then um, the proliferation process, and uh, the whole thing, the overarching, everything is called sankara, that's a formation. That's when you are like, creating your world through the mind. So, uh, what you experience is, what you're experiencing is something that's happening in your mind. The whole thing is called sankara, but a special use of sankara is called volitional formation. That's when you are intending, you're arising the energy and become ready to do something. And so volitional formations are very important because uh, volitional formation, when you do something with intention, that creates a kama. And in the Buddhist thought, the kamas that we do are very um, significant in setting up what's going to develop as far as our um, suffering, our freedom from suffering, our pain and pleasure in the future. So, um, uh, volitions that are not accompanied by wisdom are otherwise frequently um, directed, especially by greed and, and um, greed and hatred, uh, and they can be uh, uh, and biased because of a selfish point of view. And those kind of volitions have a high likelihood of resulting in unskillful comments, uh, which would mature into our future unhappiness. But when our um, uh, intentions are uh, pure from those unwholesome roots, uh, when our intentions are guided by non-greed, non-hatred, and non-delusion, then volitions can be real wholesome and uh, essential on the path. Uh, um, 
so I'm trying to um, uh, suggest that uh, when we come to make a resolution, we want to see what color is this resolution? Is this resolution accompanied by non-greater generosity, uh, by non-hatred or loving-kindness, uh, by non-delusion or by wisdom? And if we see that our intention has got that kind of a wholesome color, then we don't need to be afraid. We can continue, we can try to develop that and build it up. But when our intention is accompanied by those negative roots, then we better start being uh, cautious and thinking, well, maybe it's not going to work out. So I'm going to uh, stop now. And uh, what I'm giving you is the suggestion for the rest of the day. Even though you think you're on the meditation cushion and you're not doing much with the intention, really you are, because like you intend to be here, uh, you intend to not run screaming out of the hall and run away and go home. <laughs> uh, you intend to sit, you intend to practice, and you face you know, certain kind of uh, difficulties uh, while you do that, or you intend to stay awake, um, or if you're practicing um, loving-kindness or a particular practice, you intend to do that practice. And so, so those are the intentions. You, can, you don't have to think of, of your like your plans for your life. You can just think about the intentions that you have right here within this room and within this day and see how much you're able to notice about your intentions. What color are they? Uh, are they um, uh, accompanied by these factors on the wholesome side or not? Uh, so that's my... Uh, a suggestion uh, as we move into the next part of the program, which involves much. Um, so, uh, thank you for your patience. Sadhu, 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 anumodam.